0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice score. sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar al and Pulse95. Shout out to Munasawas. Oh, my days. KFA in the building. You got Rawan, Spicy, Tariq, Minna. Man, what a show it's going to be today. And I'll tell you what I am feeling today's show because we got quite a few things happening in the world of sport. And like you know, we're on every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4, UAE time, uh, Uh, on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah but what I'll tell you is now normally when it comes down to sport we look at a couple of things we say they gotta start young but I'm actually going to be highlighting one of the athletes that started off quite late and broke a record recently that's one females stick around because I'm also got the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu community is going nuts at the moment because one female Jiu Jitsu um, martial artist actually got excluded from going to the gym and in doing so it's created up in the world. We're talking about equality, we're talking about woman empowerment and we're also answering all your questions, all your answers, all your statements, anything on health, fitness, sports. Coming up this week on the only place to be at three, as Hani mentioned, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, on Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the. Power. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Hope you can feel the energy in the room because I tell you what, I am up for it today and you know what? It is that time of the week. Every Monday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, three to four we are talking about sports, health and fitness and today I'm going to break into one of the, uh, the athletes that I've, I've looked at this week and you know it doesn't always get the credit that he wants but I'll tell you why because normally in the sports world and having been in a sports background myself we look at someone and say listen you got to get them in young. You got to make sure they are with an academy with the right coach etc 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 this person started off his career at 27 years old now that doesn't sound that old for those who are 27 don't worry yet but in athlete world it's very old why because normally in the current market by the age of nine you should be affiliated with a club that's right I said age of nine nine years old normally if you're looking to get your son into a team or your daughter into a team that would be the age now that's the first part I would say now you think about all the obstacles that you face when you reach 15, 16 as a teenager and having experienced this myself, the moment you get to 16, the levels are completely different. Why? Because as we notice now in the, the biggest leagues and the biggest sports in the world, athletes are starting to break through into the teams at about 15, 16. If they're good enough, they'll play reserve football, get a bit under their belt, learn how to play women's or men's football at a higher level, and then they might get a chance. That chance is everything, because normally the turnover in the industry is crazy. This athlete himself joined the Premier League at 27 and a half years old. And I say half because every half counts. (laughs) So this guy in 2005 was a factory worker. Do you know who I'm talking about? instagram live you know who i'm talking about keep guessing 2005 he was a factory worker 2011 he played in division 5 2012 he played in the third division can we all agree that we know what sport we're talking about right now in 2015 Here's the clue He was the top scorer in the Premier League Right, any idea? Text us on 4215 Ittasalat or do Or slide into my DMs at Omal Duri or Pulse95 Radio And let me know If this person you figured out yet Because I'm about to reveal him now In 2020, he just hit 100 Premier League goals At the age of 33 Tender age That's right, Murad You got it right Jamie Vardy is someone that doesn't often get enough credit, but his story is quite remarkable. I know there will be a movie on Leicester, and I'm sure there'll be a huge role for Jamie Vardy because this person has only joined the Premier League at 27 and a half years old. He's gone through being a factory worker. He's been in Division 5, Division 3. He was top scorer in 2015. He won the Premier League with Leicester, which was incredible, and now reaches the hundred goal mark at age 33 there is this big stigma at the moment of we have to be a certain age to make it in the fitness industry to make it in the sports industry basketball players football players tennis players rugby players you name it there's always this thing where no he's too old he's too old how old is he 22. We have this stigma in the Middle East as well. My my roots are Arabic, everyone knows that. I'm very proud to be Arab, but I'll tell you one thing. Often on this side of the world, and I get messaged all the time saying, Coach, can, I, can you find me a team? I'm not an agent, so I can't really help you with that. But what I can tell you is not to quit there, because it's never too late when you see people like Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, at 27 and a half years old, joined the Premier League. That is huge. You think of the Wayne Rooney's of this world, 15, 16. You think of the Cesc Fabregas, 16, you know, uh, all these players, Phil Foden, all these superstars start at a young age. You're adding 10 years onto that, and then someone enters the league. That opportunity is never far away if you actually work on it. And that is the, 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 the moral of the story. Regardless of what sport you play, regardless of what you're looking to get into, even if it's not a sport, even if it's a field, whether your passion is, is music, whether your passion is business or law or whatever it is, if you put the time in, People like Jamie Vardy give you hope that you can actually progress in that, uh, you know, manner. And that is what is so good about this story here. And I have to tell you, he's been overlooked by a lot of people. He's been seen as someone that maybe isn't quite the finished article. But you know what? Top scorer 2015, Premier League winner. There's not many people. Steven Gerrard didn't win a Premier League. I know we keep bringing him up. But there's a lot of amazing footballers that did not win the Premier League. Now I can go to another sport and tell you about the NBA, I can tell you about tennis, people haven't won Wimbledon before, but this is really remarkable and I love the fact that Jamie Vardy represents more than that, someone that worked from the ground up to get to where he's at today and his story will be very remarkable when it comes out because he's got plenty, plenty to talk about, issues off the field he faced and that kind of fire and that burn he has in his belly till now to reach 100 goals. Yes, it might have taken a couple of games to get to that, but he got two in one game. So shout out to Jamie Vardy on the Halftime Show from Omar al and all of the Pulse95 radio team. Listen. Hats off to you, my brother. That was really, really amazing. And coming up next, we're switching over to the female side of things, and that's going to be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, on the only place to be, I almost to missed my breath there, guys. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Stay tuned. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. 95. Oh, he left. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Duri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! Ooh, we are back on the Halftime Show. First of all, let me say happy birthday and belated birthday to our very own Gabby of Pulse95, the man, the magician behind the lens that does so much for Pulse95. Happy birthday to Kareem as well. we giving given out, you know, um, birthday shout-outs today. And, and everyone is tuning on the Instagram live as well, guys, thank you so much for the love that you are showing. You guys definitely keep me company uh, throughout the breaks, and I really, really appreciate that. Listen, United fans they're jumping on the instagram live i'm glad you're jumping on i hope you're also showing love to the youtube channel every every day after our show the full show is back on the youtube channel if you type in the halftime show on pulse 95 Radio, really, you can actually check it out there so yeah we're talking that but actually what i want to talk about is there's been a lot of uproar in the brazilian jiu-jitsu community why because there came a point where females were not allowed to be into in a gym in a certain gym in which was a quite well-known gym. And what happened here is it caused uproar why because obviously equality and the fact that females obviously have a huge part to play in jiu-jitsu and also in the development now and that's not only my concern. My concern is more the fact that sometimes with the skill set that you know female jiu-jitsu athletes have they've got a certain skill level that they offer something that us men can't do. And I'm not only talking about strength, I'm talking about the mindset, how to focus on other skill set, how to focus on utilizing the strengths that you have to be able to expose the weaknesses of an opponent. Now, this is one thing that I've, I've kind of looked at in a very, very different way. Why? Because, you know, I'm all for female empowerment, but that means most importantly being powerful Inside, Not necessarily as a female or as a male. You know, at the end of the day, the idea that we're we're the same is, is kind of ridiculous because a lot of people are saying, yeah, we're the same. Men have advantages, female have advantages. So we both know that. We're not oblivious to that. However, both genders have strengths and weaknesses. And these are good and, you know, and bad things that we can kind of focus on. What I normally like to say, and I say this to a lot of people, don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with a solution. If you find yourself you know the underdog or someone that necessarily isn't got all the skill set to face an opponent and let's face it people we always have people that are stronger faster smarter than us out there but the way we maneuver and the way we adapt to certain situations and not just in sport by the way in life is what gets us through because we only learn from our mistakes if you know we actually observe assess the situation and then move forward and take it on to the next obstacle and this is something that with with all this going on now i was looking at some website and and it was telling me a lot about what women offer in brazil jiu-jitsu now from what i understood 20 the white belts would train with you know weights that weights that are even 20 to 40 kgs heavier than them when it comes down to as we call it sparring and boxing or rolling in, in jiu-jitsu this was something very very interesting now world-class black belts like um, gizare Mutu, uh, matuda uh, fifian davis and samantha cook they actually do mixed jiu-jitsu camps why is that interesting now because when a man goes to a mixed jiu-jitsu camp from these world-class black belts they can learn a lot from them these women are highly skilled instructors and benefit the whole community now that makes me want to do it why because they've been through it And irrespective of their gender, they're there because of their quality. Sometimes people ride that wave too much. Oh, it's because he's male or because she's female, etc. If you're good enough, I've always said you're good enough to make it at the top. These women are actually doing that. And I believe that seminars and camps for women are only a good opportunity to grow, exchange experiences, and build a network that is necessary. But we don't have to limit ourselves to the way we think. Now, when it comes down to entering anything with an open mind, you leave with a mind full. I always say that. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes with a, if you have a closed mind and you go into something, let's say you want to learn a new language and you're going into, into learn this now, but you don't like the language, most most probably you won't enjoy it. And that's something else. Now, if I'm looking to take up a new sport, for example, I'm looking to, let's say, play tennis. If I'm looking to play tennis, but before I've even stepped in, I'm thinking, yeah, but it's too hot. Yeah, but what am I going to benefit? Yeah, but it's boring. Most probably I won't be enjoying it. (laughs) And that's why I always say enter it with an open mind, leave with a mindful. And remember that like when it comes to Jiu Jitsu on this side, especially in, in the female world of sport, you're there by merit. So you enter the mat, not as a male or a female, not... Based on your ethnicity, none of that matters. It's based on your skill set. And that's why when this situation happened, this incident happened where this female was where females were not allowed to train at this gym and all of a sudden uproar happened in the world of jujitsu. That for me really struck a chord because it made me believe that there are some people that I still have that kind of closed mindedness and what I want to do is I want to hear from you. Does that still exist around? Do you find that men get preferences when it comes to sports in the academies you join? So let's say you want to join a boxing gym, or you want to join, you know, um, jiu-jitsu, or you want to join, let's say, I don't know, wrestling. Is it the fact that you see that men get preferential treatment, or would one argue that even females having a ladies-only class doesn't benefit the female because they're not learning the skill set? Let me know. Text us on 4215 or do or slide into our DMs at Duri at Pulse95 here on Instagram. Coming up next, we've got plenty of questions coming in here on what we've spoken about today. I'm going to be answering that right next. After the break, on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar and Duri on on, on Pulse95. Oh, he loves to fire that!
1: What a goal!
0: This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! it sure is that time and if i ever if i ever had a show that was dedicated to manchester united fans you guys have taken over the instagram live room at omar durian pulse 95 radio and your questions have, uh, have been very, very cool. So thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, guys, we're on every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4, and also on the YouTube Pulse95 radio the next day. You can catch all the shows, which is pretty cool. And obviously the music's pretty good as well. So, hey, listen. Um, we've got a couple of questions coming in. Hatem. Uh, is saying what's happening with your coaching journey uh, my coaching journey personally I'm on uh, my UEFA B at the moment uh, very very a lot a lot more to learn yes I've been very very fortunate enough to have gone to major tournaments in the world but I still have a lot more to learn and I'm definitely definitely exploring that option the world is under the pandemic at the moment now which is causing a few things on hold but I find that as a blessing in disguise in order for me to actually learn a lot more in that period I got a lot of books uh, that I've actually ordered from Amazon to uh, to research and check out different styles and stuff. And my, my favorite coach, to answer your question, is uh, Marcelo Biasa, uh, who's at Leeds at the moment. So that's that. Uh, can we comment on the YouTube live? Rawan says, not at the moment, Rawan. Uh, the c- comments are not Abled Or disabled As we say But we're working on that That's why we're on The Instagram Live Because you guys Play such a huge role um, On the show And so by doing so That's why we have This interaction But guys Make sure you do Head over to the YouTube uh, There's always things That we catch on Especially It's nice to hear your name As well on the YouTube before well. uh, To catch on Rowan Uh, Pogba is not a leader. Um, Amda says he's moody. And then I I just don't think Pogba without a solid midfield partnership was all alone. Uh, okay right so that's that's something I've also got VK as well who said it took 20 years for her to join boxing Uh, and I and I've actually said to VK listen Fahima is is your girl if you're gonna be uh, joining a boxing a ladies only boxing class Fahima from RBO is the girl and she she's saying here and I have joined RBO okay excellent right so we're on the same page well done VK I'm sure you will be doing great things Uh, Fahima is excellent Uh, uh, we've got Hassan saying the biggest mistake was when was when to let Lukaku go without a backup but Spy CC I counter that is it a mistake when the development and the involvement of Mason Greenwood has has prospered the way it is? The England young team is really looking to shape up and people forget they won the under 17 World Cup, they won the under 19 World Cup. So I don't think that decision was a bad decision. Maybe at the time, the style of play that United were playing to a target man had to be changed quickly, and Martial isn't a target man, Rashford isn't a a target man, but still being able to play with a three that can rotate in a formation that allows you to be able to exploit spaces, especially on the counter, not teams that sit back, has helped United massively. Uh, Rawan agreed. Pogba is not a cap is not captain material. We've got Fadi here, who's saying I think United's transfer strategy heavily relies on the manager and CEO since role uh, s- director uh, CEO since there isn't a director of football in the hierarchy. Bruno is definitely an early signing. Very good, um, Fadi. I, I think nowadays with so many different roles it's very very hard to kind of point the finger on those that make the right decisions it's very easy to point the finger at those that make the wrong decisions because we are in a society where most of the time like i said with the whole barcelona uh, episode we had last week most of the time if they're winning messi's the best player in the world and if they're losing sack the manager (laughs) that happens in a lot of teams we've seen i know managers who have lasted Six games at the highest level. I won't name them, but when speaking to them, it was it wasn't easy, and uh, and they did, they weren't given enough time and afford enough time, and fans played such a hard role in that since Oli is back Oli is in charge interesting uh, Rawan and then you got Spice saying Ollie all the way you've got i saying I'm very happy with the United show has joined in and then you've got Fadi saying his emphasis on mentality rather than the patchwork that has been prevalent before with other coach not to say they haven't got it right before that martial yes guys look all in all Football is a very fickle industry And saying that When it comes down to it A couple of decisions And people jump on the bandwagon Uh, I do agree that mentality Is very very important Gordon has jumped in the room He's talking about Mike Phelan Had a big role to play in the coaching Since experiencing on the Fergie Yes very good uh, but go and sort out your bike. Uh, so, so in that sense, what I'm saying here is plenty of things to think about. Where the blame goes? Do we need uh, director of footballs? Do we need technical directors at the moment? Who makes those decisions, and what actually puts them as experts? We look at all these things. Bruno Fernandes isn't just a good footballer; he's a good leader. And we spoke about leadership on the show when we we, we compared Jordan Henderson to Steven Gerrard, and what makes us a successful leader now. Now we're looking at someone that steps in, is able to lead by example on the field and off the field and someone who's only joined in the Premier League for a few months. So that tells you quite a bit of stuff on what he's all about now it's not just in, uh, in in, football, again, it comes down to many, many different sports and that's exactly why the Halftime Show is amazing because we've got people like you tuned in and actually contributing to the show. Now, I'm not blessed enough to have an Anna Schofield or a Big Hass or a Omnia Saleh or a Mikhail Atiyah, but I do have you guys and that's why it's really important to be able to get that engagement. So guys, make sure you show love on the YouTube Pulse95 Radio. The show is always there. Click on it, watch it. There's always things that I mention that might even trickle back. And it's really funny that when I watch all the other shows, from ESPN to BBC to all these places and I hear what's being said and I kind of nod and say yeah, I spoke to I spoke to Hassan about that I spoke to Murad about that I spoke to, about all these things uh, you know, on the show and and that's why you know, it's always important to learn and get different things people that live in different countries can offer something as well Hatim is, is in a different country you've got uh, Gora in a different country you've got uh, Allah in a different country you've got all these people that bring their flavour to the show so I really appreciate all the love and support and guess what guys I'm going to play some more tunes for you Because you know the tunes here are on point This one's a bit more chilled It's by Sam Henshaw Broke Enjoy and I'll be back after this break Here we go This is the Halftime Show With Omar Adouri on Pulse 95 Oh he loves the fire What a goal This is the Halftime Show With Omar Adouri On Pulse 95 Nice strike it sure is that time i can't believe it's almost full time and i'll tell you you guys have been keeping me company what a show we've had in store today we've spoken about female jiu-jitsu we've spoken about uh the premier league we've also spoken about jamie vardy Breaking records at 33 years old and joining the Premier League at 27 and a half years old from a 2005 factory worker to joining the Hundred Club and also you guys have kept me company all over the Instagram. I had a few questions I want to answer. Uh, Goran uh, sends me a question saying, "What do you think about Arsenal, bro? And which area do you feel needs strengthening?" Most importantly, um, to be honest with you, Goran, in answering your question, I think before strengthening, you've got to be able to clear a lot of deadwood that's out there. Getting a Clean sheet from uh, the likes of Mustafi and Louise is not something that I would particularly be very, very proud of but the manner that they did it against Wolves a very difficult side to beat is is very impressive so that's something that I would say now saying that there's so much work that needs to be done there and I say that because we're economically we're not in the position especially when we don't finish in the top four which we won't do this year to be able to strengthen the side however I do feel like we need to clear out about seven to eight players in doing so and purchase four to five players with a mixture of youth because we have seen you know the rise of Saka coming through and a lot of the younger players doing good. I don't feel Guendouzi's quite there yet. I'll probably sell him for 30 million. That's just me. In fact, I might even drive him down there and drop by Kebab Kid on the way. But again, uh, saying that there's a lot of young talent out there that deserves to be you know, uh, given the opportunity, and and in that building phase, I think as well, we're not in a position where we can sign players for 70, 80 million. So there's a lot of work done. The obvious one is obviously centre midfield and defence. I would probably go for Opmencano at the back as one solid signing. If we can if we can manage to pull off that and put instalments on that, plus an eBay voucher, then that would be amazing. Because if I could do that, then that would be my first signing. Also thinking about players who can who can rotate. You know, I'm a big fan of you know, the the younger talent, the younger generation has been so impressive, especially the English players, Greenwood, Rashford, Saka, Foden, Sancho, Trent, Sterling, it's a very good generation to be in, so that's to answer your question, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of surgery needs to be done in there, I want to be very, very honest, Um, what have I got here, I've got Mason is the best finisher in the squad, is what Oli said, now that's a statement okay Rawan uh, I'll give you that statement <laughs> okay how about this has he has scored as much as forminio in the Premier League? Yes, again, in context, guys, we can look at facts and we can talk about, you know, how many goals we've scored in the last two games, three games. Firmino does more for the team than Mason Greenwood has for United this season. In fact, Bruno Fernandes has done more for the team than than Mason Greenwood. So Henderson, who doesn't score goals, has done more for the team than Mason Greenwood. So, yeah, just to put things in light, you know, there are levels, like I said, don't take the arm. Uh, That's what I would say. Now... When you look at teams, especially the younger teams, you've got to you've got to be able to respect a lot of the things that's happening. Earlier on the show, someone said to me selling Lukaku would have been a wrong decision. My thing was no, it wasn't because it allowed the players to develop and form a different system, which has worked in the long run. So sometimes you've got to take a step back to take two stops uh, two steps forward. Uh, Fadi Omar, who who are your takes for the bottom three at the end of the season? Villa, Bournemouth and Norwich are down yes I I, I definitely agree with that I think Bournemouth the the teams they're playing they'll definitely go down Norwich are down and sad to say even though Tyrone Mings is a friend of the show I think he'll go down too so that's that's regarding that Uh, what else have I got I've got a couple more questions it's almost full time but I've got a couple more questions Foden and Greenwood the future of England yes absolutely agree with that Rawan talking sense uh, definitely think that that's the case Uh, with uh, with Phil Foden I had a show uh, check out the podcast on SoundCloud called The Rise of Phil Foden that was talking a lot about Phil Foden the way he is he's a family guy he has a kid and he's got his head uh, on his shoulders properly so I definitely definitely give him credit for that uh, Aubameyang signing a new deal Tariq says uh, I'm not sure about that to be very honest but it has to be decided within the next six weeks because he enters his final year contract uh, you guys are not letting me go off not West Ham shout out to West Ham and Hatem as well Omar would you sign a player? from Wolves absolutely I'd sign about four players from Wolves if I'm being very honest and I wouldn't sign Traore give Aubameyang a three year contract Jimenez Traore the DM forgot his name donker was his name Goran but yes Jimenez would be a great signing I like uh, Doherty actually really like him and uh, and I like Moutinho's very smart Neves is very good very very good work ethic in that team and guys we are reaching full time on the halftime show man you guys have kept me company remember you catch me every Monday Wednesday Saturday 3 to 4 what a show thank you so much for being part of it I love you guys and I will see you back here on Wednesday same time same place on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95 Pace. this is Pulse 95 tune in live every Monday Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm